Luke chapter number 8. And uh, this is the good part of this, this sermon. Is there's only 56 verses in this chapter. And I'm going to preach them all. Amen. Yeah. You say, what's the good part? Thank God it ain't Psalm 119. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But I will just mention briefly the entire chapter before we land where the Lord has us. And I'm not going to preach verse by verse, so don't get nervous there either. Uh, but I want us to just walk through. I'm not even going to read them all. I'm just going to read eight verses, nine verses. But I want us to walk through this to understand our thought tonight. The Bible says this, and it came to pass in verse number 40. And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him. For they were all waiting for him. Wow. We could stop right there and just preach those two thoughts yep. of waiting on the Lord. Right. And gladly receiving the Lord. Amen. Right. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman had an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. Mm. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they were with him, said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and sayest thou who touched thee, or who touched me? And Jesus said, Well, somebody yeah. hath touched me. Yeah. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Amen. When the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. And she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Would you pray for me yeah. with me tonight? Father, Help him, Lord. Lord, we do love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Touch for the him and God. use him, God. Lord, Fill him, Lord, with the Holy Ghost. Heard. Lord, I'm oh, thankful God, for help the us one the more time. God, the power Speak of the to my God, heart, Lord. Help us tonight, please, Lord. In this place tonight. Please, oh, Lord, 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 help us tonight. Lord, I pray that you would bless these few moments that of you preaching preach. one more time. Speak to Lord, I know, Lord, it won't please. be of my words that would be of any help. help. Me, but, Lord, I do humbly ask before you tonight that you would you, Lord. use help me please, as your vessel and the instrument to relay the sound that you have for your people. And for that, we say thank you. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. We ask it in Jesus' name yes. and for Jesus' sake, amen, amen. and amen. Now, I told you I wanted to preach through this chapter, and I do want to do that because I want us to understand what all is and has taken place in Luke chapter number 8. First thing we need to understand is something about the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Something about the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ is simply this. His ministry is never about himself. Right. His ministry is always what he can do for others. That's right. Since the day I believe that the Holy Ghost of God, God the Father, and God the Son agreed within themselves that they would give us this life, uh, give us this earth, create man in their own image, 
believe that it was the idea from the very word go that the ministry of God, the ministry of Jesus would be about to give to others. Right. Amen. The very moment that Jesus shows up on this earth. Amen. Born of that Virgin Mary. And as soon as he becomes of age, I believe you'll start seeing a Savior that is doing for others. Right. As a boy in the temple, 12 years old, he is teaching others. And the very first miracle he ever performed, he is doing it for who? He's doing it for others. Right. And throughout his entire ministry, at the age of 30 when it begins, amen, every miracle he performs, it's not to prove who he is. It's not to make himself look better. It's not to lift him own self up. But it's so that others in need may get something that only Jesus can give them. Right. And even when he crawls up that lonely hill yep. down Gotha and lays his life down on an old rugged cross. Yep. Why did he do it? He did it for you and he did it for That's me. Right. It was all about giving to others. Boy, in the Word of God says, is right. us, it says if we had all the things that He had done in this earth that the world could not contain. Amen. All the things that the Lord Jesus did because He was right. always seeking out to do something yes. for someone. Right, else. right. I'd like to put it to you in this manner, if you will, and if y'all don't mind, I'm going to raise these up a hair. Me, and you, or I'm just going to turn them out of my way. Amen. I'm about to hit that thing every time I walk up underneath it. Yep, Amen. Somebody's got it. Amen. Thank you, brother. Oh, man, them things wireless. Y'all got it going on up in here. Amen. Amen. We find the Lord Jesus working, doing, ministering, giving. Right. Yes. If I could say it to you and you're not be offended by what I say, I believe with all my heart, Jesus, he's busy. Yeah. Uh, we know God the Father in heaven. He's hearing our prayers. The Son making intercession for you and I now. Surely He's busy. Amen. How many altars have been filled today? Yeah. People crying out to God right. yeah. to help. Yeah. And not one has He turned away. That's right. Not one has He removed His ear. That's right. David said He inclined His ear unto me. Amen. He is a busy God tonight. Amen. There's something about Luke chapter number 8, and I believe it's this. We have found Jesus within the boundaries of one chapter at the busiest that we'll ever find him in the Scriptures. This is where I want us to walk through this chapter tonight. We find beginning in verse number 5, Jesus oftentimes, he gives those parables, or if you will, preaches those sermons. And in Luke chapter number 8, verse number 5, he gives that famous sermon sower. of the seed and the sower. Right. Probably one of the more lengthier sermons that the Lord would ever give in his ministry days on this earth. All the way from verse number 5 down all the way to verse 18, he preaches that sermon. And there shows a drastic difference between me and Jesus right there. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but there's something about preaching a sermon that absolutely wears me out. Yeah, yes. yeah. I have worked jobs eight-hour days, ten-hour days, It'll even do it, in a few of those twelve-hour days. 
And even recently, my wife's daddy, he builds barns and builds garages, works for himself, and he's a builder. And sometimes during the holiday seasons, when we're slow as preachers, I'll go get my tool belt. I'll jump in the truck with him, Brother Josh. I'll help him work. There's been times during COVID a couple years ago when all the meetings got canceled. Brother Cindy and I go get in the truck with him right in the middle of August. Amen. Go lay his debt down. Amen. Go put a roof on a house somewhere. And let me tell you something. The South Carolina roofing business ain't the job for me. Can I get yeah. it? Yeah. Amen. But there's something uh, different between laboring in a field, yes, amen, for eight or ten hours a day, amen, and standing up for about 45 minutes and preaching the word of God. Amen. That's I exactly right. I on the house or on the barn somewhere, wake up the next morning, go do it again. Amen. But it takes me about a half a Monday, amen, just to even get the sleep out of my eyes because of the things that we've done the day before, the worship that we've partaken in and preaching the word of God. You say, what are you getting at? I'm letting you know that if I'd have been the Lord Jesus in Luke chapter number 8 and I'd have just preached a sermon as long as he did, I'd have said, boys, I'm going to Cracker Barrel and after that, don't look for me till Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd have, fit, I'd have been perfectly fine if Luke chapter number 8 would have ended in verse number 18. If Jesus would have said, that's all I'm capable of today. That's all I'm willing to do today. Right. That's busy enough. But he didn't stop there. He goes from preaching a sermon. Then he commands his disciples to go across to the other side. All of a sudden, you know the story. The winds pick up. The waves pick up. And now they're out there in the middle of them, uh, that uh, waters and the storm is raging. And verse number 24 of the Bible says that they begin to cry out, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And Jesus arose and asked him, Where is your faith? And all of a sudden the Lord Jesus steps out on the bow of that boat and he lifts up his hands yeah. and with a voice like thunder he commands that the wind cease and the waves to stop rolling and raging. What? He's gone from preaching a sermon to now parting the storm in the lives of his disciples. He is showing just how busy he is. Yes. I don't know if you believe it like this, and if you don't, you can tell me on Friday. Right. I won't be here. I know. Amen. <laughs> I believe, Brother Weaver, that while Jesus is out there, whoo, commanding those winds to cease, calming that storm that's somewhere on the mountainside over in those gatherings. There's a little old young boy that is troubled. His storm was not on the outside, but his storm was on the inside. And I wonder if he looked out there and he saw one man with a voice of thunder say, Peace be still. And inside that young boy, he said, If he can call the storm for those men out in the middle of that water, I wonder if he can call the storm that is troubling me on the inside. Oh, when he runs down there and he meets Tell it, Jesus, and he believed that he would do the same for him. Right. Just when you think Jesus is too busy, he goes from preaching that sermon to parting the storm. Now he's proclaiming victory over the Spirit. Can I tell you, we have a God in heaven. Hey, he's a busy Tell Savior it. tonight. Hey, man, he is listening for the cries yeah. of each and every one of his children. He's listening to the cry of the body of this church. He's listening to the cry of the priest of the home. 
crazy to help you. Thank the Lord. He's preached this sermon. He's part of this storm. He's proclaimed victory over this spirit. Now he's fixing to prove himself as Savior. That's right. <laughs> he's done a lot. He could have stopped at any time, and I'd have been perfectly fine with it and completely understood. But one more call comes along the way. Somebody dialed in 1-800-HEAVEN-HELP. Yeah. And he picked up the phone one more time. And it was a preacher in town. Well, right. <laughs> what about that? And he said, I need you to come to my house. Mm. Yes, sir. I don't know all the Christians can bear witness with what's happening in our text tonight in verse 40 of Luke chapter number 8. But I guarantee you every father in this building knows what's going on. Yes. yes. There ain't nothing in this world that my two little girls, Ellen Isley, would ever ask of me that I seen them in need and that I would just refuse to help them in their need. No father in here would turn their child away and say, I'm not willing to help you in that manner. There is no ends of means that I would not go to. You say, would you rob a bank? If I had to do it, I'd call Josh Griffin and I'd say, buddy, we fixed to rob a bank. I'd come too. I'd show up. I ain't got a doubt in my mind that him and Dax Pobble would show up. I'd be there, And be right there. Ski mask on. I'd be there. I'd be there. I say all that because I know we ain't live streaming all this. Okay, don't put this on the podcast. Oh, man. But see, you want in on that? You want to go to? No. That ain't my child. Uh, I'm in. There's no limit that a father wouldn't go to. But then there's something that happens every now and then in fathers' lives. There's something that happens in mothers' lives that we realize daddy can't help. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Hard the place. The thing that I hate the worst, and I've only got young children right now. Hard so place. Please forgive me that my illustration may not be your illustration. Brother Weaver, you may have seen other things and other venues of help needed in your life. And these that have raised children now, got grandchildren, you've already exceeded past some places that I live. But let me tell you where I'm at right now. One thing I cannot stand is to see my little baby sick. Yes. If I can take a virus, if I can take a cold, if I can take that problem from them and say, Lord, just put it on me, I'll cancel my week of meeting. I'll lay up in the bed with shivers and, and with a fever. Yep, Lord, yep. I'll take whatever they got. Just get, I want to see them running up and down this house. Yep. I want to see them go up that set of stairs and come down that set. I want to, hey, as much as I don't like for them to color on my walls when they ain't colored on the walls, something's wrong. Can I get a witness yeah. right there? I want to hear the laughter. I want to hear the joy of my house as my children play. But when there is something on them, they just lay on that couch and yep. mope. And in yep. that sadness and in that pain, it absolutely tears me apart. And I know there's going to come a day, brother, that when it's going to graduate to greater things. It's going to be bigger battles that they'll face. Something that I won't even understand as a father with girls as children. I'm not going to understand them all. But if there was anything that I I can do it, I would do it for him. Here Jerry says he's coming to the end of his road. Oh my. He don't have the money to he buy it. He can't do a thing. He don't have the means to go <laughs> grab this nothing. off the shelf. 
He can't go see a doctor now because the matters have gotten so bad that it's no longer within his reach. But he knew one thing that he could do. Call him, yeah. Oh, you say, what did he do? He did something like what we've been doing today. Well, as we've been coming out of these altars and we've been crying out, Abba, Father, I need your help tonight. There's something that is out of my hands. But I know that your hands are capable. I know that right hand is strong enough. I know, Lord, that what I cannot do, it is not too big for you to handle. Right. Amen. He goes. Thank the Lord. So Jesus is about to prove himself as Savior through resurrection. Mm. Let me go ahead and give you all my points, and then I'll just walk back through them and try to save us some time. He's going to prove himself through resurrection. He's going to prove himself through restoration. And he'll prove himself through redemption. My, my, my. So as Jesus has been beckoned by Jairus to come to his house and help his situation, right in the middle of Jesus being busy, my, my. somebody else. Yep. Yep. So yep. I need some I, help I too. Get in there too. Yep. 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 I know he's busy. Yes. <laughs> I know they're praying to him right now. My, my. But while they got him, yep. I'm going over here. Yep. And yep. I'm going to pray to him. Yep. And while they're pleading to him, I'm going to plead to him. Oh, while my. they got the line of heaven opened up, I'm going to get in and put yes, our prayer request in. And all of a sudden, pressing through the crowd, here comes that old girl that has done much of the same for her own yes. self as Jace has done for his daughter. Spent all her money, seen all the doctors, wore out all the physicians, and with no help, she must have heard from somewhere along the way. The streets must have been roaring up the news. Tell it. There is a man named Jesus. Oh, yes. eyes received their sign yes. to lay men get up and walk again. The impotent come back and have restoration of health. Hey, and she said if nobody else can, my, my, my. I'm going to trust in one that can help me. Hey, man. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. And in her restoration, she makes a very bold statement. She said, believe it was the other gospel said if I can just touch the hem mm-hmm. of his garment. That's exactly right. She knew. Now, y'all forgive me. I'm going to try to be fast. I got the timer going. I'm 19 minutes in. I should already be done. But it You're good. good. Preach on, preacher. You're helping. Every miracle that Jesus does, it's always when Jesus touches. Right. He touched those blinded eyes. Right. Simon Peter's mom-in-law sick and needs a touch from Jesus, so he goes over there and he touches her. Takes favor away. But for some reason, this old girl's faith doesn't got so big. She's touching him. She said, "If I could just touch him." My, 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 my soul. Yeah, yeah. I'm fitting to have a spell with you. Yeah, yeah. Then her faith got even a little bit bigger. And she said, I ain't even got to touch him. On him of his garment. She said, if I can just touch something, something that's touching him. Yes, sir. Then I'll get the touch that I need. My, my, my. Anybody ever ever been somewhere in your life where you just desired to touch some God so bad? Yes. But you didn't know if you knew where you was. You didn't know if you could get close enough. So you just. 
something yeah. that you're touching him, yeah. then I'll get the touch that I need yeah, from God. That's why we have a rule in our church, Brother Weaver, that when you see somebody go to an altar, nobody prays alone. That's right. I think y'all have adopted that. I ain't seen nobody go pray by themselves yet while I've been here. So this is what I like to see. I like it when somebody goes down. You go down there and pray if you don't mind just for a minute. Amen. Yeah. I like it when somebody gets down in that altar and somebody says, oh, Lord, he must need something real bad. Yes. Yes. Lord, and I know you just answered one of my prayers. Yes. And while I got a hold of you, let's go. Yeah. Oh, God. Man, if somebody wraps their arms and oh, around their yeah. brother or their sister in Christ, you say, what's going on? Oh, and you are offering your help to somebody oh, yeah. that may not can get down in the midst of that crowd. He may be pressed too hard. There may be a throng around him so strong that you can't get in but if somebody that's got a hold of him will get a hold of me then I know I'll get what I need amen amen, amen. 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 hallelujah glory glory to God hallelujah he ain't got to touch me I just got to touch him and if I can't touch him, I'm just going to touch something. That's a touching me. That's why when I was a little boy and daddy raised me around them old preachers and 19 years old, I surrendered to preach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'd get around Milford Biddle. I'd get around Willard Thomas and I'd get around Brother Jay Glass and I'd get around them old men of God. Hallelujah. And I ain't, ain't going to act spiritual. I wasn't touching him like they was touching him. Amen. So I'd go down there to where their feet was. Right. And I'd say, man, yes, God, yes. why are you touching him? Yes. Yes. Would you put your hands on yes. me yes. and yes. ask God to touch me the way yes. he's touched yes. you? He yes. said, is it worshiping a man? Absolutely not. But I was worshiping the God that was touching those men. And I believe that if God could touch yes. them in that yes. way, then God could touch me the same yes. way. But that's what I'm in need of tonight. Yes. I need to touch him or something. Amen. That's a touching yes. him. Yes. Hallelujah. My soul. For restoration. I ain't got time to preach it all. But I'm going to give you these little thoughts. Who touched me? Yeah. What you mean? <laughs> Y'all don't have to forgive me because I'm enjoying my own preaching. Oh, no, I'm enjoying it too. I'm enjoying it so much you can sign my Bible at the end of this. Who touched what you mean who touched you? Everybody's touching you. Yeah. He said, but somebody, somebody. somebody. touched me in a way that all the mothers ain't touching That's me. That's exactly Amen. right. Somebody touched me Virtue. in a way Come that out, their Abby. faith was not the same as her faith. Virtue. She had something <laughs> in her touch that they didn't have. My they accidentally God. bumped into me. Yeah. Mm. They just so happened to be around when I got touched. But there was somebody with some determination yes. and with purpose that has reached out. Desire, and yeah. You know what I'm amazed at? Desire, boy. When she reached out and she touched that bottom part of his garment, he didn't say who touched my clothes. He said, wow. 
Amen. Touch me. He didn't say who touched the hem of my garment. Come on. My he soul, preacher. That faith that you had, if I could just touch something that's a touch in him, he said, that's good enough for me, too. Yeah. yeah. Who touched me? Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. Oh. Hey, All of a sudden, she admits, she declares in the hymn, verse 47. Verse 48, he turns around. He said unto her, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee. I ain't going to preach restoration. Y'all got a good preacher. Y'all know what restoration is, but I want to point one thing out. This old girl has got 12 years of bad luck right here. Mm. Is, is London a fairly small town, Corbin? I mean, it's big. I've seen a lot of stories, but I mean, y'all probably know a lot of people in your area, I'd say. What do you think that if somebody had an issue for 12 years like she had right here in London, you would know who it is. Right. If somebody in Abbeville, South Carolina had something like this old girl had for 12 years long, done seen all the doctors, bankers, people to help, right. exhausted friendships, wore her family out, trying to seek out help, and all of a sudden nobody could help, I promise you she would have made a name for herself. Yes. What I'm amazed at is I just have a feeling that everybody knows who she is. Could call her by her first name. Well, although we never do get that name. Mm -hmm. And as, after Jesus, he realizes he's been touched. He stops the procession. He turns around, who touched me? She finally admits to it. It's me, oh Lord, it's me. When he turned around, he did not call her by her name. Here's what I believe tonight. I believe because if he had called her by her name, Brother Dax, that would not have been very impressive. Because wow. everybody knows her name. Yes. So instead of calling her by her name, he called her by her title. Wow. And he turned around and he said, Daughter. 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 Does he not know who that is? Oh, yes, he knows who that is. And yes, he knows who we are. And he knows our 12 years health issues. He knows all our problems. And it wouldn't be all that much if he turned around and said, Jared, everybody knows Jared tonight. Right. He wouldn't be that impressive if he turned around and said, thanks. Amen. But I'll tell you what was Come impressive. Yes, there was something that came out of the Lord Jesus' mouth that they did not expect. Right. And that was that she has been welcomed into the family of God. The word of God said to them, gave he power to become the sons and in her case the daughters of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God my name don't matter, but my title matters in the Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Her restoration, her redemption. Now, let me get back to Jerry's. And this is where I want to end. I don't know how you want to give an invitation. If you want to play something on the speaker or whenever you get ready. You just do whatever you want to do. Let me get my Bible. Let me read this to you. The Bible says in verse number 40, they received him gladly and were waiting on him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. He was a ruler and a sinner. He fell down at Jesus' feet and besought, Lord, please. Oh, Lord, will you? Lord, would you? I'm begging. 
come to my house. Yes. This man's a ruler of the synagogue, ain't he? That's his occupation, senior pastor. He's the one calling shots down there. Kind of sounds like an under-shepherd position. He is encouraging others all of his days. Daily walking into that office. Daily going to the presence of God. Every day of his life, he has spent going to God's house. Helping matters exceed the ability of his own hands. And when the trouble outweighed his knowledge, and when the trial overcome what he was capable of doing, he said, me going to God's house every day, it just ain't enough. Yes. Yeah. Right. So he goes to where Jesus is. Right. I don't know if you know me or not, he said, but I'm a ruler down there in the first Baptist synagogue in Barclay. He said, every day of my life, I walk into that house of God, in that house of prayer. He said, I'm helping others. He said, but today I need your help. Yes. For my heart, my home, and my baby. So today, I'm not going back to your house, but I'm asking with you. Right. Yes, sir. Let me tell you something, child of God. There comes a place in every one of our lives when coming Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night just ain't going.
Joy. 